We are here because we are dedicated to helping members of our community build lean, strong bodies and confident, resilient minds. Determined to elevate the lives of working professionals, stay-at-home parents, and anyone who is ready to level up their life. Our invigorating group fitness classes, practical nutrition programs, and authentic coaches help ignite your life. Find a place that believes in you. Find a place that challenges you. Find CrossFit South. Hey Southpaw, it's Nick Bach here. It is episode 37 of the Southpaw Spotlight. On this episode, we're going to examine how you can use the law of diminishing returns to maximize the progress you see in the gym. Now, the law of diminishing returns states that most of the benefit of doing any activity is in the beginning. And as you continue to do that activity more and more, the return you get on your input, whether that's time, effort, energy, or all three, uh, diminishes, right? So think about this in terms of studying for a test, right? When you were in school, if you studied for two hours, you could take your grade from an F to a C plus or B minus, whatever that happens to be. Every subsequent hour that you add is going to move the needle up, but not as much as those first few hours, right? So the amount of effort required to go from a B to an A is substantially more than the amount of effort needed to go from a D to a C. I hope that makes sense. Now, what we found is that the same applies in training, and this is oftentimes when people bump up against their so-called plateau. They start to see these amazing results in the beginning, so they do more of the thing that led them to see those results. But after a while, they start to stagnate and plateau. They stop experiencing the, the benefits or the progress that they experienced early on in their training. So we've used this um, in our programming at Southpaw. What I mean by that is that's one of the fundamentals of CrossFit in general, but we've put a unique twist on it. So one of the uh, foundational uh, components of CrossFit is that it's constantly varied, meaning that we're changing the program day to day, right? It's not just all cardio or all strength or all lower body or all upper body. We're mixing uh, these modalities and movements up in different pairings, different groupings, different time domains, uh, different planes of motion uh, so that your body is constantly exposed to new stressors. Now, I think that's important and necessary to do and can result in some very incredible progress, um, especially as you get started in your CrossFit journey. However, what I've seen is that that in and of itself starts to become a pattern. Your body starts to adapt to the unadaptability of, or to the, um, sorry, your body starts to adapt to the variety, the constant variety that you're throwing at it. So in that sense, it's helpful once you get into CrossFit, I would say six months to a year into your journey, you may want to start on a more linear progression with something. I uh, personally wasn't very strong, and so I had to start really attacking my my quote-unquote strength um, with a squat program. I used something called the Russian squat program. I did the Smolov cycle, a number of different ways to help me get stronger, but kind of the antithesis of the CrossFit methodology of constantly vary. This was a very linear program with sets, reps, percentages laid out, and I was doing it multiple times per week. So I hope that that makes sense that within this theoretical framework of variance, if we introduce uh, some more standardization, it can be 
the opposite of constant variance, which by definition is going to start giving you a, a more a, a, a more linear progression to your training, which can allow you to get to that next level. So at Southpaw, we've identified this, and so within our larger uh, the larger context of constantly varied programming, we've added these smaller cycles, right? It might be a pull-up cycle. It might be a cardio-specific cycle where we're focusing and emphasizing one thing and applying it to the broader picture. So um, personally, I've been dabbling with this recently in terms of bodybuilding. I think that bodybuilding um, movements have a ton to offer in the fitness world and are certainly valuable. However, I think they make uh, a lot of, uh, there's a lot that's missed or left on the table. For instance, doing a bunch of leg extensions and butt blasters and calf raises is not going to get the same stimulus that you get from squatting, both from a hormonal um, a, a hormonal standpoint, uh, from balance, athleticism, coordination, all sorts of that is not developed as well. However, mixing in moderate to small amounts of bodybuilding into your current program can be incredibly beneficial if you want to take that to the next level. Let's say you're working on pull-ups and your limiter is your biceps. So you just do pull-ups day after day after day, and you don't really see to be making the progress that you want to see. Throwing in some targeted bicep curls, hammer curls, um, assisted chin-ups can really help in the process to bring those bicep muscles up to the level of the rest of your body, in this case your back and shoulder muscles, and allow you to take your pull-ups to the next level. So what we're doing in these in these situations or scenarios is using that law of diminishing returns. But as we start to see diminishing returns in one area, we're then floating over into another area and utilizing that system by layering it on top of itself. That way, when we go back to the original system of variance or whatever it happens to be, we're able to attack it fresh and from a new standpoint. Guys, I hope this makes sense. Uh, please let me know if you have any questions or comments on this. Love to continue the discussion. Um, until next time, take care.